This is Peak Too Early, presented by SAV Racing, featuring Mike Gendron, Trent Fontanella, and Steve Gendron. and welcome back to the greatest running podcast in the world peak too early i am one of your hosts mike gendron and i am joined by trent fontanella who is in the house of sav i am i am if you're willing to call it that i'll keep calling it that um (laughs) i uh i thought we got over our battle versus technology michael Mm. but it it turns out we didn't so normally have a nice microphone you know i got it hooked up to my computer and i think the last i shouldn't say normally it's probably only been half the episodes but i think we sounded pretty good it unfortunately i forgot um my cable today so i'm not going to sound so good on the headphones uh that is not the real reason technology got the best of me though (laughs) you're not going to believe what happened today Somehow I feel like I am going to believe what happened today. My computer got run over by a car on my way home. Uh, the computer you're using right now? Yes. So um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm riding my bike home. It's pouring out. And I have a little, I'm a bike rider. And I got a little like bag that hangs off the back of my seat. And my bag just somehow fell off. I think I must have not hooked it on correctly. And I'm riding. It's Boston. It's, if anyone knows Boston, I'm going over the bridge from the TD Garden over to, like, the Charlestown Bridge there. And uh, my bike falls off. So I have to jump up onto the sidewalk. I'm running back. And I pick up my computer, thinking nothing wrong happened. I get home. I open it up. It looks like it has a little water damage. So I'm like, oh, boy, I shouldn't, shouldn't use it. I then open the rest of my bag. And, like, my food containers and my deodorant are completely <laughs> smashed. And so when I dropped it, a car ran over it. So then I figured I can't make my computer any worse. I opened it up. It's actually working, you know, okay. But uh, that's the first for me, my computer getting run over by a car. I mean, we don't want to give any free advertisements here, but that should be a commercial for whatever computer you're using. We won't say the brand, but it got run over by a car, and now you're, you know, on video chat podcasting. That's pretty damn good. Um, it's got these like spots though, so I just feel like it's gonna go out at any second. We're gonna be calling in a, a Steve from far away in a little bit, and I'm just nervous that it's not gonna. You gotta, you gotta go keep so well it alive. Hope for the best here. So you brought it up there. Obviously, Steve is not with us at the top of the show. He is on vacation in Costa Rica. You know, Steve talks a lot about how Trent's always on vacation, but he's the one in Costa Rica. But to his credit. He's going to be calling in. He's going to do the second half of the show with us. We got a packed show, so we should get into it. Uh, we are going to recap last week's nat- or regional championships uh, with Steve. We are also going to uh, prep for this weekend's national championship. We're going to get our gambling lines going for nationals. But before we get into that, me and Trent had a chat with alicia munson of wisconsin she is the favorite to win on the woman's side at nationals we had an awesome talk with her um so we're gonna go right into that but first let me tell you a little something about the feed.com and folks listen i i usually give you this whole spiel whatever they have me write up but this is our last uh our last ad read before we lose this particular promo code so i'm gonna go a little bit off script here you have till the end of this month use p2e15 p2e15 
at thefeed.com. And the feed's got everything. If you are a runner or just a human being, they've got it all. You got supplements, you got awesome snacks, you got CBD, you got rollers. I mean, just things that people use in their daily life. You got to get there. If you use it before the end of the month, I don't know how many times I can tell you this, but if you use it before the end of the month, you have a whole nother month. Christmas is coming up. We got stocking stuffers. You got gifts for all of your friends, all of your family. You can use it in December if you use the code right now. So get there. Do the feed a, a, a favor, but do peak too early a favor. Go to feed.com. Buy something. Use promo code P2E15. Get 15% off your order right now. These are the best stocking stuffers. I am so excited to spend so much <laughs> money on the feed just for everybody as a way of you know, supporting myself, a little inside trading there, if you will. Um, but this is food that you can't get, like, at this, I mean, some of it you can, and it's all the good stuff, but there's also some crazy stuff you're not going to find at, you know, your market basket or wherever you're shopping. There's some, like, some fun stuff. I already told you guys a story. I brought stuff into the office. Everybody loved it. Get it for anybody. This stuff is good. It's healthy for you. Um, maybe I'll try some of that CBD. I haven't got on that train yet, but maybe that's my next endeavor on, on that'd be a fun stocking the stuff or get everybody CBD in your life. How about that? All right, let's get into it with your future NCAA women's individual cross country champion, Alicia Munson of Wisconsin. All right. We have a great interview for you guys today. We have Alicia Munson from Wisconsin. She is the current reigning champion for the Big Tw- or Big Ten in cross country. She is the 5K national champ in track, and she's well on her way right now to uh, put down some good performances at regionals and nationals. Alicia, welcome to Peak Too Early. Thank you. Thanks for letting me come on the show. Of course. So, Alicia, we wanted to begin with, uh, obviously, you guys are coming fresh off of the Big Ten championship. You took home the individual win, your team uh, finished second. I know the guys team finished first. We are a peak too early, are big Wisconsin fans, so we were <laughs> happy to see that. Uh, but how are you guys feeling coming off of that weekend? We're feeling good. Uh, yeah, you know, it was like a great weekend for us. Obviously, the women wanted to go for first place, but of course. Um, looking at looking at the field for the women for this year, it was crazy stacked. Like I think seven out of the 14 teams were ranked nationally. Right. So, yeah, it was a really good race, and we're also we had like five of the nine of our racing women actually be freshmen or redshirt freshmen, so that definitely looks good for the future of Wisconsin for us. Yeah, that's actually one thing I wanted to ask you about, because uh, we talked about it a little past, and we actually are pretty big uh, Wisconsin fans. We've had uh, your former teammate Morgan McDonald on the show. We've had Ollie on the show, so we've come to... Uh, have a, a, a deep place in our heart for Wisconsin. And it seems like, and I think it has a lot to do with, you know, you yourself, Morgan and Ollie, and, you know, the kind of performances that you guys have had and the coaching staff you guys have there. It seems like Wisconsin cross country is a really up and coming program and has a, a super bright future. Um, do you guys, you know, is that something you guys see in the, in the upcoming years that, you know, that's going to be an elite program right there. Not that it already isn't, but, you know, <laughs> right. it could be, you know, challenging for national championships. Yeah, I mean, that's definitely, that's something that we've been talking about, like, even since, like, since I was a freshman, we, I don't even remember, we probably got, like, fifth place at the Big Tens, and it's just kind of continued to get better and better, and definitely, I definitely think that, especially last year, like, uh, with me and Morgan and Ollie performing, like, especially at the Millrose games, definitely gave us 
some good publicity for Wisconsin. So uh, yeah, definitely like a, a good selling point, but obviously it just comes down to like what we've been doing because we the coaches know what they're doing and we know what we're doing. And it just kind of comes down to us having fun every day because you know, we're, we're crazy enough to get through Wisconsin winters. So, <laughs> um, we, yeah, we stick around for a reason. <laughs> yeah. Right. How come the men have to recruit from Australia while the women can have success with the, the homegrown talent? Yeah, it's funny how that works, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, actually, like, for some reason, me and Amy and Alyssa all came from Wisconsin. So it's kind of funny, just like, still being here but uh yeah i know we always joke around with with those australians they've always got some funny jokes that they think are funny for us but (laughs) they add flavor to our team so it's fine (laughs) well i'm sure they add flavor they add fun but um they also i would think have to kind of be uh or you guys both probably i would imagine like motivate each other so last year you won the 5k indoors and morgan took it and even at the big 10 championships last weekend you and ollie take it so when you see one of those guys like perform well or take that title is that like added extra inspiration for you and do you feel like you're you know motivating them in some way where you know if alicia wins they got to make sure they show up as well yeah, honestly, I, I definitely like felt that dynamic a little bit, especially starting last year, like when when Morgan and I first won like the the nutty comb, I was like, all right, this just just is turning into a competition for us. Uh, <laughs> and then he just, of course, goes and just obliterates nationals like all three seasons. So I was like, OK, whatever, I'll I've got my <laughs> <senior> year. <laughs> I'll, I'll go at it with Ollie this year. But yeah, no, it's def- they're fun. They're fun guys. So yeah, it definitely helps to have someone like Morgan who did so well all of last year to kind of serve as an inspiration for the rest of us. I, uh, one of my favorite things is, you know, when you come across the line, uh, with a win, you throw up your, uh, Wisconsin W and I know Morgan did that last year. Is that like a longstanding Wisconsin tradition or is that just something that you guys, uh, started doing recently i honestly i'm like not quite sure (laughs) like i just remember like when i as long as i can remember it's just kind of been the thing but like it kind of just takes the thought out of it because i know everyone is always thinking about like what do you do when you cross the finish line like to me it's just easy enough to do the like typical typical (laughs) dub but right wisconsin i guess (laughs) I absolutely love the W because it could be Wisconsin. It could also be like flashing up the dub for the win. I thought it might mean like West Side or like I'm wicked fast or something. But I want to see like an early flash. I want to see like throw it up at, you know, mile one of the race or whatever. Like show a little cockiness out there. Talk a little trash. What do you think about that? Oh, my gosh. You know, I kind of like that. And I had never thought of that. But um, I don't know. I guess that would be a little bit of uh, smack talk for the rest of them. But I guess. I, I gotta own up to it and actually pull out the right. win if I do that. So yeah, I'll mean, give it a try. Head, you get in their head. That's the mental game right there. <laughs> True. Pull out some psychological things there. Yeah, I like that. So you uh you quickly mentioned earlier, but is it is it snowing in Wisconsin today? Did I did I see that mm-hmm. right? Did it snow there? So yeah, I uh I woke up this morning and there was snow, so I put on some extra tractiony shoes to go out for my shakeout, and then. Couldn't bike to class at all, so I swear I walked like six miles today to to and from classes. But <laughs> yeah, it's it's. I literally was just talking about my roommates about watching Nightmare Before Christmas because it literally seems like Christmas time right now, even though it's yeah. still. 
Yes, I mean, like, everybody talks about, uh, you know, being out west and the altitude advantage and all that. I don't think people talk enough about training through the elements and, you know, the tough climb that you get in Wisconsin because, you know, a lot of these times at late in the season and national championships, the weather is crap. It is cold. You run, I mean, last year the national championship was in Wisconsin. It was cold. And uh, so, you know, I think that's a, a huge advantage. I think, you know, being able to, having to grind through that throughout the season early in November, dealing with like, you know, a couple inches of snow, I think that's a huge deal. Yeah. Yeah. We were just talking yesterday. It was like, it wasn't snowing by this point yesterday, but we were doing a workout and it was like 25 degrees and we're just totally not used to that yet. But we were like, you know what? Our blood is going to be a little bit thicker come nationals and we'll, uh, we'll have a little advantage to the competition of the people who are training in nice, like room temperature weather right now. (laughs) But yeah, no, it definitely brings a little bit of grit to you for your training over the winter. Sure. How often do you guys end up on the treadmill during the winter? Oh, man. You know, we honestly, like, we try to stay outside for as long as possible. So basically, like, our rules are run outside as long as you can run without, like, majorly changing your gait. Or mm. we our, like, temperature threshold is usually, like, zero degrees. <laughs> but we've had days where, um, so Tim Hacker was, he ran at Wisconsin and so he's the he's the dad of a couple of people on the team and one time he drove out some of the girls like 11 miles on the bike path and they like so it was like negative probably negative 15 with a wind and so he drove them out so that they could run with the wind the whole way <laughs> so we we find we find our ways around like running outside but I yeah, there's been some interesting indoor runs. One time I ran a 15-mile long run on, like, just in circles around our indoor turf field with Joe oh, Hardy. I don't know yep. if you remember him, but, yeah, he was he was an interesting guy to talk to. I got to kind of transition <laughs> between him and just chatting with the guys, so it was fun. <laughs> you know, sometimes those are the, uh, the, the best runs. Me and Trent have a, a very similar story where we've talked about before, but we... It was, we came back from a ski trip and it was snowing and like zero degrees. So we, uh, we plotted out this like half mile loop and we did, you know, 10 or 11 miles at like nine o'clock at night on this half mile loop. And it ended up being like one of my all time favorite runs. That's funny. Yeah. No, that's honestly the best. The things you remember the most are like just the least good condition <laughs> yeah that's yeah. right <laughs> it's like it's like the combo of being a complete badass like you were saying and then when you race <laughs> think like about that you know zero degree or the whatever it was negative with the windshield or you end up running around like an indoor track for you know two hours and like yeah. both of those are the most memorable runs of the year so for yeah sure. keep doing it they're the best <laughs> so so just as important i think as being a super badass and like trying to the cold is uh is the look good feel good mentality that we really subscribe to on this podcast and i've noticed you're a big like sticker person you got (laughs) bucky the badger on your cheek so walk me through that like what cheek does it go on when you sweat does it does it get uncomfortable like everybody's got their thing and you've got this sticker and i just want to like you know i want you to break it down for our listeners (laughs) yes i mean uh it's kind of been like a tradition for the women's team to always like wear a sticker on their face and so it We've kind of, we've got a group chat and like before every race we're like all right who's got sticker duty this time and you gotta like you gotta walk yourself over to Bucky's locker and buy like you gotta buy like the right stickers because sometimes they've got like 
a couple of different stickers, but you gotta buy like the same. You have to buy them. They don't give them to you. No, no, yeah. This oh. is this is our own protocol uniform <laughs> we got going on. This is not given gear. Uh, <laughs> no, we should get reimbursed for that. Uh, no, I'm just kidding. But um, so yeah, you put it on your face and like obviously you kind of got the race day makeup going on. Like everyone, everyone's got it so that you look good on the camera even though you're like running hard. Um, <laughs> but and stickers like. If it's on top of makeup, it'll, like, kind of slide off. And then when you get the sweat on top of it, it, like, slides off more. So you have to, like, find the right time to put on your sticker before you, like, put on certain layers of makeup. Uh, and then Interesting. Like, before you hit the hit the starting line, you kind of got to look at each other and, like, make <laughs> sure that you kind of got to press on each other's faces to, like, make sure that it's on all the way. Uh but yeah, it, it's kind of like just another bonding experience shows us that we actually like have had conversations of like where to put the sticker because you kind of have to like make it look good while you're smiling. So you kind of got to go mm. on the cheekbone, you know, I can just picture or, your team like meeting, you know, during preseason, you know, every year and having like a three hour session. on like, <laughs> here's where we put the sticker. Here's what, yeah. cheek, here's what sticker to choose. You gotta educate no we didn't wear stickers um this past big tens just because i don't know the the presence of the new freshmen kind of threw us off i guess we got to teach them how the ways you know that might have been the difference right there i was about to say i would hate to say that that might be the reason you guys got second but i don't know i don't know <laughs> sounds like it might be <laughs> they'll be making a a a new uh they'll be coming back for regionals I'll good tell you. <laughs> So you you just brought up something that, you know, me and Trent can obviously not really relate to, and it's something I'm, I'm pretty ignorant towards. So how much makeup goes on on race day, right? Because I'm thinking about that, and not there's two reasons I can't relate to that. One, because I've never worn makeup in my life, but also I've never been on a big enough stage where it's like it matters what I look like on race day, and, there, you know, I know there's going to be pictures of me or I'm going to be, you know, showcased on the website or on television. So so how much actually goes into that on race day? I mean, actually, well, okay, we like make it similar to if other college women were like going to the club. That's what we say is like this <laughs> yeah. is our version of going to the club That's is like right. getting ready for race day. So <laughs> yeah, we like I mean, honestly, on like a day-to-day -day basis, I wear zero makeup like I just don't have time for that you know like I'm gonna be running twice a day and then also lifting so like why but then you know come race day you want to like make sure to look good when people are taking pictures of you and stuff like that of course yeah. Plus, it's like like you were saying before it's like a look good feel good kind of thing so that, that, um, that, yeah that's kind of what we do so you kind of you get the full face of makeup get a little bit of like black on your eyes because I like don't have eyelashes because I'm blonde and pale so. <laughs> uh yeah it's it's a good time <laughs> so so do you wear more makeup if you go to an actual club or if you go to a race man no honestly like to a race <laughs> I thought, like okay I don't go to clubs super often but like when I when we went after my like 21st birthday this past spring I literally went in like running shoes <laughs> and I was like yeah it was just you know I was not super prepared but I'm the, just the kind of person that does not care so. 
What is yeah. a what does a club look like in Wisconsin? I can't even imagine what like the clubbing scene is in Wisconsin. Oh man, this Wisconsin is like the school is super into going to different bars and clubs. Yeah. Um, All right. Cool. Yeah, there's like I think they ranked Madison as like one of the top drinking schools, so it's kind of an interesting dynamic between the general student body and then like yeah. us runners who don't really partake but it's still kind of a fun atmosphere so cool. Cool. so yeah. speaking of going out and having fun one thing we love to do with our guests is kind of have them break down like their their bender season or their celebratory night so let's let's go back to when you were a national champion last year you won the 5k that same night that morgan did what did that night look like give us some highlights from the celebration that night okay that's like a very ironic night because that like that night is exactly what is not what you would expect uh (laughs) because we like let's see okay well after so I had the 3k the next day after the after the 5k so it was we were kind of all done after the second day and um the full team like went to a Brazilian steakhouse so it was like all you can eat um nice and, like, my, my little teammate, Amy Davis, who's, like, 4'11", was just over there. I swear, I think she pounded down, like, eight steaks. Wow. Uh, <laughs> and I was just over here. I'm, like, more of, I'm not super into steaks. I'm more of, like, a salmon kind of person. So I was over here pounding down, like, the salad. Because um, <laughs> we don't eat, we don't eat vegetables, like, 48 hours before our race, which is a super, like, kind of weird thing. I don't know science, I guess. Um, so, anyways, that was that was fun, and then we were we went back to the hotel room, and uh, we were like snap, we were snapping Morgie and Olin, who are like oh, in Morgie. Different... Yeah, I call him. He's Morgie to me. Uh, <laughs> I'm, start, I'm gonna start calling him that. Yeah, he'll like that. Um, but yeah, they're like Todd. There's there were some other teams kind of going downtown, and then. Uh, we ended up all just falling asleep <laughs> because uh, at this point I like also wasn't 21 and so we weren't sure if I could get in at all and then we like literally just kind of forgot about it and fell asleep because it was daylight savings the next day and we had to leave our hotel room at four in the morning to get on a plane so that was like the the least glamorous like post-national celebration <laughs> but yeah no but nationals last year for cross country that was that was a pretty good time since we had hosted it at home so we just oh yeah we were just having fun with a lot of other teams very cool so you mentioned your teammate uh amy and i'm I'm sure you probably had to talk about this quite a bit and it kind of was like a a big deal in, in the running world for a little bit but there's a clip of you finishing uh, one of your indoor races. I think it was Big Ten Championships mm-hmm. maybe last year. Yeah. And the entire last lap, you are turning to your teammate, Amy, screaming at her and cheering her on. And that was back when I, me and Trent ran, that was like my favorite thing in the world is the, the in-race communication, right? Chirping to each other. That was one thing we always focused on is like always be talking to each other, know where each other is at, you know, pack up type mentality. Like, let's go, mm-hmm. man. Like always making sure that we knew where each other were and helping each other out. Uh, I, that was one of my favorite moments of indoor track there. I thought that was so cool. Um, and is that something that, you know, you're, you're doing all the time in cross country or was that just like a very specific moment for you? Uh, I think 
that's like honestly just kind of Amy and I's relationship. Like we're yeah. always we run together all the time. Obviously, like it's always like it always comes back to like all right, Amy and Alicia like dropping off the freshmen. We're gonna go run a few more miles and stuff like that. Yeah. And it'll be kind of just like in a workout checking in to see how she is. So it it kind of just was like a moment where it actually was caught on camera, like. Yeah. Just, just the relationship Amy and I have because she kind of jokes about how it's always like me and her checking in to see how we're doing and then she'll like get annoyed because I just like keep asking her if she's fine <laughs> but um, yeah no she was when we were talking about that right she was like that was like exactly what I needed like because that was something that we had been talking about going one two at big tens in the 5k for a long time because we we go really far back, like, we raced each other in high school, and now we're training partners, um, and we actually, like, went one-two at state in high school, so it was kind of funny, like, to come back to that, um, but yeah, so it's kind of funny, we just, like, kind of joke about how that's kind of just a typical thing for us, and people, like, it's kind of cool that that was actually recognized by so many people. (laughs) Yeah, definitely. So, so it was caught on camera, but you can't hear it, at least in the feeds that I've watched. So, so what did you say? And you can swear on this podcast. <laughs> yeah, we've exposed oh, it already. <laughs> Honestly, I don't think I was swearing because then I would be like afraid that people would like yell at me for swearing, like in the middle of a Big Ten meet. But I was kind of, like screaming at her to go. Honestly, like I don't even. I am glad that you couldn't hear the audio because I was probably screaming and it probably sounded horrible. But, um, yeah, I was just kind of telling her to go and, like, just that, um, man, I don't know, like, the turnover and telling her to, like, go now. So, yeah, probably not a whole lot you can say. Like, can't really articulate sentences by the end of a race, <laughs> but I was doing what I could, so. <laughs> yeah, the, the indoor track atmosphere is tough because I was a, you know, I get fired up when I was on the cross-country course, and I definitely, like, remember moments of screaming at my teammates, you know, a lot of F-bombs and that sort of thing, but... <laughs> It's a little different when you're in the woods somewhere. Um, yeah. You were right on the indoor track, and the person in third, that the woman from Indiana, was right there. So I was kind of <laughs> hoping you were like talking big, you know, big shit about her, like this girl stinks, she can't catch you. But it sounds <laughs> like that wasn't the case. Yeah, no, yeah, like, yeah, receiver, we we've kind of like talked with her before, so I I had like watching that race, I was like, oh man, I wonder like what she was thinking as <laughs> I was like yelling at Amy. But, uh, yeah, no, we just kind of, there comes a point when we're just kind of only, like, focusing on each other, and we kind of forget that there's other people also on the track, so, yeah. So, before we get into our uh, our final game, our final segment here, I have one question, one last question for you, and uh, this is, you know, about as nerdy of a running question as, as I'm going to have on this on this interview for you here, but going into, you know, kind of what we call championship season here, you guys got regionals and nationals coming up, you are widely considered one of if not the favorite you know for the national championship how much pressure does that put on you how 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 much does that weigh on you now knowing that like there's an expectation right and you you know as a you know when you're in college and you only get four years and you're a senior it's like you get you get one shot at this so how much do you think about that I mean I definitely think about it like a lot like that (laughs) that's kind of what I'm just thinking about like all the time when I'm training and even when I'm not training but um it I would say I feel less pressure not because of like 
what other people think, but just because I I already like knew that I expect myself to be like the top right. of the EPA. Um, and just that now that other people are seeing it, it's just much more public. Um, but I mean, it's, I think it's more of like an exciting thing. Um, like I, I definitely felt the pressure like going into indoors last year with having done so well in cross country and then also throwing down like a super fast time at Milrose. Uh, so I like, that was the first time that I really felt that kind of pressure. So I think I definitely am more used to it now, but also like at the end of the day, I kind of just have to go back to the fact of like, you know, I am still just a college student. Like I still have so many more years of running. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I'm really excited for it. Like when it comes down to it, like this, like nationals is exactly what we've been training for. And it's like, Amy always tells me like, you know, you're not going to get out there and like forget how to run. Like we literally do it every single day. (laughs) So yeah, no, I'd say I'm like super excited for it. And it's like really, it's pretty cool to see, um, other people like seeing what we're doing, but, uh, yeah, pressure, but exciting. Cool. Cool. All right. So now we'll get into it. This is our, our final segment, our final game. We do it with all of our guests that we have on. It's called Down the Home Stretch. Basically, we're going to rapid fire questions at you. We pick a specific topic. And for you, uh, you are a uh, nutrition science major. Is that correct? Yeah. Uh, that correct. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so, yeah, we're going to base all of our uh, questions around nutrition. So uh, 90 seconds are going to go on the clock. Trent's going to start us off with this question. Right. Yeah, these, these are going to be pretty scientific, you know, <laughs> intense, like uh, 400 level questions about <laughs> nutrition. So we'll, studying. Okay. we'll start off, you know, pretty easy, but. So you're from Wisconsin. What's your favorite cheese? Oh, brie. Nice. All right. So uh, the Halloween just happened, and since nutrition is important to you, are you going to be the kind of person that hands out, like, apples on Halloween? You know, I would be more so the kind of person to, like, bake a beet cake and, like, hand them out slices. <laughs> okay. Yeah. <laughs> I-, I have to follow up on that. Have you made a beet cake before? What the hell is a beet cake? <laughs> No, it's like a, it's kind of like a carrot cake, but it's like beets. So it's like even more pretty, but also like kind of just tastes like dirt. Um, no, sounds, it's really sounds good. delicious. <laughs> okay. Uh, are avocados a fruit or a vegetable? Definitely a vegetable. Mm, I don't know. You know, it's like, you got that. It's just not sweet at all. You just can't, you can't even like classify it as like, I'm not just going to be like, Ooh, I'm just going to go eat an avocado. Like no people who do that are weird. All right. You're the nutrition major. I don't know. <laughs> I've eaten kale for three days in a row. Am I the face of men's health? <laughs> I mean, yes, maybe, but like you probably also just, man, you probably like go to the bathroom a lot. <laughs> That's just you should probably like vary your diet. I don't know. Mike, can I go twice? Can I go twice? <laughs> no, really. Yeah, go, go follow up. Okay, follow. so my stomach's been acting up a little bit. <laughs> what should I do to counter it? What should you do to counter like, it? What can I eat um, to counter it? Man, probably eat an avocado. Yeah. <laughs> some Wisconsin veg, cheese. You want to get the fruit, right? I think we got some in the fridge. Okay. All right. So this one's one that baffles me. I need I need your uh you know your science on this one. If coffee is made mostly of water, why does it dehydrate you? Great question, Mike. Right? I mean, 
I mean, yeah, that is a scientific answer in that it is a diuretic and it depends on the osmolarity of the water. Oh, boy. Okay. Also, like, when it comes down to it, like, you probably just rather drink the coffee and, like, accept the dehydration. That's true. <laughs> I totally know what osmolarity means. Just want to <laughs> make that clear. Uh, okay, Alicia, is Miller Lite healthy for you? Uh, yeah. I mean, as long as you, like, are doing some bicep curls along with it, I'd, I'd give it a pass. Yeah. Okay. Uh, you know, the little, like, celery that they give you uh, with buffalo wings, does that, like, counteract the unhealthiness of the buffalo wings? Does it make it a, you know, neutral, healthy meal? Well, I mean, according to, like, whatever folklore of the nutritional fads, the celery is negative calories because oh. that's definitely a thing, so... Okay. Yeah, probably. It's definitely not a thing. Don't actually say that, but like, yeah. <laughs> try, it, try it. This is the last question. Oh, great. Okay, this is something that we've debated about on the podcast. Is cranberry sauce <laughs> a side or a topping? Or condiment? I think that's the way I should pose it. A side or a condiment, yeah. You're like a big deciding vote right here. And you are the expert. Okay. Oh, God. Okay, I got to, like, stick with family tradition here and say side, because at the Thanksgiving table, there's always just a giant, like, bowl of cranberry sauce, and we just go at it, so. So our our third co-host is not here today, but I can't wait to, you know, show him (laughs) this clip. He's going to love it. Uh, Thank you for being uh, so smart and so intelligent. You are, are so, you know tuned in to sports nutrition and cranberry sauce so thank you for that. I can clear that up for you yeah <laughs> all right Alicia thank you so much for coming on good luck with the rest of your season good luck with regionals and we are pulling for you big time at nationals <laughs> we need you. to get that win we need to get a individual winner back-to-back years here at Wisconsin all so right. yeah, we want to see you throwing up that W across the across the finish line now yeah, I'll try and I'll try and throw it at mile one just yeah, yeah please yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, all right thanks guys thank you very much All right, that was a great interview with Alicia Munson from Wisconsin. I am hoping that she uh, she takes home the W this weekend at Nationals. New friend of the program, really liked having Alicia on there. Um, all right, so let's break down the regionals that happened last weekend before we get into uh, previewing Nationals. Uh, and I think we need to start with the hot topic in the streets right now, which is the Northeast Regional Championship. Uh, they The big news story was that because of the weather, inclement weather in cross country, they moved the championship to the roads. So we had a road race cross country championship. Uh, Steve out in Costa Rica, he called us in because he's out on vacation, but he was so passionate about this issue that he wanted to talk about it. Steve, let's talk a little bit about that Northeast region. (laughs) I had to get off the beach and take a break from paradise to come on this podcast and talk about the Northeast Regional because I am so fired up about this. I have a lot I need to say. Okay, so for the people that don't know, the University of Buffalo deemed that the course, they couldn't run regionals on the course because they got a couple inches of snow, okay? And so they said that they didn't want to run it in the snow. It was going to be too unsafe or too hard to manage the course. Whatever bullshit they're trying to talk about, they, whatever bullshit they're giving, 
It's just that. It's bullshit. It, I can't believe it's an outrage. And they moved this race to the road. They made it a glorified track meet, okay? Dealing with the elements, running through the mud, running through the rain, running through the snow is what makes this sport what it is, okay? You get through the – you have the easy meets at the end of the summer, the beginning of the fall. But come championship season, yeah, you're going to need to strap on those spikes, and you might need to run through a couple inches of snow every once in a while. So the University of Buffalo, you know, I, 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 we can't – we're not going to put this one on the teams. Uh, we're going to put this on the governing body of, of, the, of cross country. We're going to put it on the University of Buffalo for making this outrageous decision, okay? I mean, it, it makes it – what do you guys think? I think that this makes it a completely different sport. I think Steve needs another pina colada over there. He is oh, too oh, fired up for someone on vacation. I got, I am home. I have an imperial in one hand. I have, I got my pool right outside the window to my left. I'm in paradise and I am fired up. I'm about to, you know, I'm, 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 I'm my blood pressure is way too high to be in Costa Rica right now. One, one thing that I don't understand about it, Steve, is what makes them think that running on like pavement is any safer than running on snowy grass and like mud? Yeah. Like, and there's different dangers to it, but I mean, running on like slippery wet pavement is not not necessarily safer. And you know, we put out our comments and we had some response back, and there were some decent and legitimate points and blah blah blah. But listen, this decent is legitimate. No, 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 no. Tell me one decent legitimate point because so, I didn't see a single one. I'm not saying I agree with them, but people were talking about because d1 regionals is one week before nationals right so they taking into consider it but again i but explain I to me what that means i don't know what I, that means because i think I don't you're know what that means to not first of all not put anybody in harm's way which i think they might have been doing by doing it on pavement but also you're trying to not uh you're trying to standardize which again i don't agree with this point either i'm just saying these are the arguments that are being made you're trying to standardize nationals because what one regional team has to deal with one week before nationals is different than what another regional team has to do. So they're trying to standardize it and make it fair at nationals. But I don't agree with those. It means cross country. That's the way the system works. You, If you go to a school in the Northeast and you have to race in the Northeast, you know that this is something you have to deal with. Just like if you go to a West Coast school, you might have to deal with some altitude or something like that. So if there's a football game and there's snow in the forecast, are we going to cancel that because it's not standardizing the process of making of making the 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 NCAA college playoffs? I mean, this is the softest move. This move set our sport back. I don't even know how far. I don't even know. We're we're I feel like we're starting to gain some legitimacy. We're starting to you know people are starting to see that cross country is a two is a true tough gritty sport and this time of year people just deal with the elements they fight through it and and they you know i don't care if there's if nationals is next week i don't understand the argument that that racing in snow you know makes it harder for you to race at nationals the following week i don't understand that at all and another thing that i find funny about this there's a lot of things i find funny about this but the people who are going to defend this are the same people who are going to defend this sport to no end right and those people are the same people who are going to throw the like throw in other people's face how like tough our sport is. It's like the it's the it's the our sport is your sports punishment crowd. It's that crowd who is also defending this. So it's like how that that makes no sense that, you know, 
you want to like show how tough our sport is. But then when our sport does something soft, you're like, no, 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 it's a smart thing to do. The other thing that I think is hilarious about this is it's in freaking Buffalo. Buffalo is like this place prides themselves right? in like walking up the hill uh, to the school both ways in like four feet of snow. And it's the coldest place. And you have people wearing like T-shirts and shorts to Bill's games and all this. And then it's Buffalo yeah, pulling expect- this off. What did they think was going to happen? I know. I expected them to be chugging chugging Miller lights and jumping through <laughs> through tables in the parking lot before this game, getting ready for a snow race. And instead, they're taking the soft route. They're like, oh, no, let's, you know, let's let's strap on our Nike 4% next percent shoes and turn this into a fucking track meet. <laughs> This is like this is like when Atlanta or something gets a little snowstorm and they have to shut the entire city down. The highways are closed, schools are closed. Uh, but but it's Buffalo, so they probably should have expected it to be a little bit of snow in the forecast. What I don't like about the argument that you know nationals is next week and so you know whatever we got to keep it safe or something like that is I hate that that takes away from the meaning of the regional championship. I don't want everything to come down. I know nationals is nationals, and it's the biggest thing we got going all year, but but I still think conference championships matter. I think the regional championship matters. Like There's some integrity to having that race. It's not just a qualifier for nationals. It matters to win that. So by using that argument, you're just like, you know, pushing aside the regional championship as this like qualifier to it, which which it is in some ways, but it's also like a big deal to have you know your region and battle the best teams from it. So I don't like that, and I totally agree with you, Mike. That I don't understand why the roads are safer. Like that's where ice comes in, right? You know, like that's mm-hmm. that sounds a lot more dangerous than, than running through a grass field. It's almost like Buffalo just wanted to protect their course because they knew it'd get torn the hell up. Yeah, Trent, and to what you were talking about there, like having the regional championships matter and not like trying to just protect against nationals. The other thing is, I mean, we're going to get into a little bit here, but this meet yielded some like very interesting results, right? And some teams that may not have qualified, qualified. And I don't know if we can directly say that was because of, a, you know, it was a different style of course or something yeah, like that. Can. But I think you can make the argument. Yeah, I think it's something you can bring up. Uh so, yeah, I mean, there there are definitely some interesting results that came out of this. And, yeah, I mean, it's it's interesting. I If I was one of the teams that I felt like I got screwed out of nationals because the team, the, the you know, it was a, a track race, I would be pretty pissed. Trent, is, is, is the argument that the golf course didn't want them running with a, you know, tearing up the, the golf course with the, with the wet, sloppy surface, is that is that a uh, something that people are speculating right now? I haven't heard the speculation. That's just my little theory I threw out there. It's, it's almost like that because I think it's total BS about the safety thing because I think the roads could be more unsafe in a lot of ways than the, the course itself if I it's mean, on terrain. That's making a lot of sense to me, and it's even it's infuriating me even more. I, I, <laughs> I honestly cannot believe this happened. And let me tell you this, guys. Okay, I was I was so disheartened and angry at the University of Buffalo for making this decision that last week, I put a very large bet against the University of Buffalo football team, okay? And at halftime, the University of Buffalo was was uh, was beating Kent State 24 to 3. The final score of that game 30 to 27 Kent State, okay? And so not only did the University of Buffalo kind of give a bad name to the sport of cross country, but I think that they have jinx themselves and their entire uh their entire athletic department for the foreseeable future we're gonna look back <laughs> at this moment 
as the day that this is the this is the Northeast Regionals jinx. And I'm not saying that that University of Buffalo is anything special to begin with, but they are destined to to never win anything in the history of their program ever because of this. And I promise you, I promise you, that is going to be my go-to Saturday college football bet is betting against the University of Buffalo on a weekly basis. Buffalo is it. soft. I love it. Yeah, turn the tables on the argument. Maybe this extends just outside the university, too. Maybe this is just all Buffalo sports teams are now cursed, the, the yeah, Northeast no. region curse. I mean, I think I think Buffalo gets a lot of credit for being, like, this tough, gritty town with tough sports teams. No, they are soft. They are. I am officially putting them in the soft category of cities. They are not tough. Buffalo, you're on my shit list. I love it. I love it. All right, so now that we... Uh, we got that out of our systems now. Let's uh, continue on. I there was something I don't else know I went fully out of my system. <laughs> that, that, it might not ever be out of. Leave a bad taste in my mouth for a very long time. But yes, it we might, do. We should continue. It might not ever be out of Steve's system, but uh, I wanted to talk about. So in that meet, one of the teams I was alluding to earlier, uh, the Cornell woman. So whether or not the the change in courts played an impact, I still think this is pretty badass. They were not ranked nationally. They were not ranked within the top 10 of their own region. And they weren't even ranked within the top five of their conference. So they were way down there. No one expected anything of them. All five of the top five runners PR'd, and they finished second in their region and got an auto-qualifier to nationals. They weren't in the top 10 ranked of their region and they auto qualified to nationals. I saw like a cool video. They got off the bus and like a, a bunch of people came to uh, greet them. It was just cool. I was like, that is, that is a pretty badass moment. And something I don't think you see a ton of in our sport uh, to see like a huge underdog story, a huge comeback out of nowhere, like qualifier. I think it was, that, that was pretty cool. I was pretty inspired by the, the Cornell woman. Are you nominating the Cornell woman for badass of the week? Uh, not for Our badass of the segment. week, but I'm going to nominate them for Sav of the Week, if Sav that's what you're week, asking. Yeah. yeah, the whole team. The Cornell woman, that's my nomination Sav. for this week. Sav of the Week. Uh, and then some of the other surprises. So for on the women's side, there's a couple ranked teams that didn't make it, like Virginia Tech, Butler, Oklahoma State, Q's, a uh, couple surprise teams. I know Harvard, again, out of the Northeast region, won. So they made it. They weren't ranked. Indiana, BC, Tulsa. Um, and then, so, but the big one I want to talk about, the big surprise, um, Oklahoma State was ranked like top 25 in the country in the men's side, and they missed it. And the reason they missed it was because of my guy. I feel like I end up talking about him on every episode. But Isa Rodriguez, I call him the mystery man for a reason. The guy... <laughs> At one moment, he's coming out of nowhere as a freshman finishing fourth at, at uh, regionals. Just like a few weeks ago, he almost beat the number one runner in the country, Kurgit. He lost to him by like three seconds. And then at the regional meet, he finished 66th, and his team missed out on regionals. Because this guy, I, I can't figure this dude out. The mystery man continues. So that was like the big, uh, the big surprise out that I wanted to talk about. I, uh, that, that's the beauty of this, right, is that you, you don't know. And, and every year you get a few guys that just completely bomb. And it's it's crazy you guys can bomb from being like, oh, this guy was a top five candidate. So, you know, coming in top 15, top 20 and falling off. 
But when it's not your day, there's just some guys where it's just not your day. So I don't know. The guy like Rodriguez, you could easily see him come back. Uh, I guess he doesn't have an auto qualify for Nationals himself, does no, he? No, he's not going. And that's the thing that sinks is like people were picking him as like a dark horse to right. win Nationals, and now <laughs> he can't even go. It's like I don't, I just don't get it. That's my guy too. Crazy I don't story. <laughs> I, I I wanted to uh, touch briefly on. Um, it's a little bit of a, the, the South Central region and uh, flow tracks coverage. So, mm-hmm. uh, guys, I, I caved and I, uh, I got a flow track account because I really wanted to watch these races. They, they did a really good job of marketing it and saying, like, hey, full coverage across the board of all these regional races. And I was like, you know what? That's pretty cool. Like, I can throw this up and I can watch the the regional races like you know this is these are going to be some pretty cool races. i really wanted to watch um watch the northeast and then um obviously the mountain was kind of the big one um but you know i threw on the northeast and you know i cut them some slack because they had they changed the course and they weren't prepared to do coverage on a road course so i get that i was i was willing to cut them some slack for the poor coverage at the northeast regional but then i tuned into the the south central region and it was, I'm not kidding you guys, the gun went off, The they came by at the start, and there was 13 minutes of coverage of a college student walking around with what I assume is an iPhone camera, asking people where the course goes. And so he was sitting there, there was the, I was just like, I, I, I was watching it just like stunned at how awful this coverage was. There was one point where he, he asked somebody to uh, to tie his shoe because he couldn't he couldn't take his his camera off an empty course, and then there was another ten minutes of him just wandering around the woods with this guy asking people where the course went. It was pitiful. I can't believe that Flow Track makes you pay for this. Now I will say they made up for it with the with the mountain region. They did an excellent job of covering it. They had that live scoring, which is which is very cool. But you can't advertise all the other regions full coverage and deliver that kind of crap to paying customers. Yeah. I mean, you, you say you cave Steve, but like if we want to follow the sport and be fans of it, that's literally the only way to watch it. And, uh, I did watch the mountain regionals. I was pretty impressed by it. And then you mentioned the other coverage. So I flipped to that and it was like, Oh my God, this is horrible. You should get your refund. You should get money back for that. So they just put I out little I, like I, like listserv emails out to the students at these schools and be like, hey, you know, the media company needs somebody <laughs> to hold their iPhone out. I think so. I think that's what happened. And I, I'm actually going to go through when I get back from vacation. Did I mention that I'm on vacation and I'm all fired up? But uh, when I get back from vacation, I might comb through some of the coverage and pull some of the funny clips because there was things where it's just like, I can't believe this is what people are paying for. So uh, I'll, I'll go through and I'll maybe I'll pull I'll do like a mashup of uh, of the flow tracks terrible coverage. So Steve, now that we're on the uh, the topic of shitting on flow track, another regional point that I had here. I don't know if you guys saw this story, but so a few years back, I'm not even sure when it happened, but D1 actually all divisions moved to this like at large, like basically like wild card qualifying. So you have like each region gets two auto qualifiers, and then they have like trying to make it like you know, NCAA, like, basketball selection show. Flowtrack does this selection show, and basically they use these different equations, different matchups, like, strengths of schedule stuff. I don't even know the equation. It's so hard to, like, truly understand. But basically, that's how they pick the remaining teams after the two auto qualifiers. 
And so Flowtrack does a selection show, and in their selection show, they miss like announced two of the teams. <laughs> So Princeton and Gonzaga were announced to be into the national championship. And if you're like on the cusp like that, think about how exciting that is for a team, right? Like you, you're sitting there waiting, you get announced that you made it to the national championship. I can only imagine like there's the party has already started. They're like cracking beers like an hour or two later. All they did was send out a one tweet that just said, uh, there was a computer error in the calculations, and these are the actual teams going. And that was their only coverage of it. That's all you heard of it was just one little tweet. And I guess they did the same thing like two years ago. So it, it is very cool that they're doing this selection show, and I like what they're trying to do with it. But you can't let that happen. You can't announce that someone's going to the national championship and just take it away from – and you know, 99% of the population will never know about that story. But when I saw that tweet, I just started laughing out loud because I – picture myself like already like six beers deep like popping champagne bottles and then having to see the that tweet come on my phone being like wait a minute we're not going to nationals like that sucks so so whose <laughs> computer like formulas are screwing this up is it flow track is it ncaa so flow track doesn't make the decision um, right it's you know but they i guess they have like the formula that you know, whoever it is, the governing body uses. So they try and like do the selection show to predict it using. Ahead of time. The, yeah, exactly. Exactly. Cause the, it doesn't come out until like Monday who the actual teams going are. Right. Like, right. Monday is when it's announced, but they try and do it up front that day. So you better know what you're doing if you're going to try and like preemptively announce it. That's so bad, dude. That is yeah. like it's terrible. Like, I don't, yeah, I don't understand. That's that's mistakes that we're allowed to make on this podcast. If we're talking <laughs> gambling lines and we do some bad math and throw out some bad things, but uh, Flowtrack cannot be doing that. Yeah, it's uh, so. I don't we got to so we, we, we get the we got to get like the uh, you know the La La Land at the Oscars or Steve Harvey at yes, uh, yes, yes, yes. Miss America memes going. Let's get those Definitely. up. <laughs> Oh, man. Yeah, so besides that, do you guys have anything else you want to touch on on regionals? I know there's like a million – we could talk about – I mean, there's nine regional championships. We can go through all night on this, uh, but we still got to recap because it's a quick turn to nationals. We got to start previewing nationals, but do you guys have any last-minute uh, regionals thoughts? Trent, your, I mean, uh, your Portland uh, Portland Pilots pulled it together and uh, shot up the rankings to, I think, fifth in the country. I never doubted my team, Michael. Uh, <laughs> I believe in Portland. I believe in Michigan. Uh, I, I do not doubt them. They will be just fine coming along. They're late bloomers. They're good to go. Uh, you guys tried to get me to back off it, but no, I believe you guys, and, and they knew it, and, and they performed. So we'll we'll see what they got to do in a week. Here we go. Do you guys like the one week between regionals and nationals? It's tough. That's a quick turnaround. And it's, it definitely it definitely takes away from the regionals a little bit because people I think when like Wisconsin our team our team Wisconsin you I mean the guys finished fifth so they almost didn't qualify for nationals but I think you know they probably knew the math ahead of time and knew that they could take their foot off the pedal and I think you saw that a lot with teams kind of being able to take their foot off the pedal and know that they're going to make nationals on the at large stage. Say, I kind of love it like I really like it because. I, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not like big into, I, I don't care that much about 
like the times that these guys are running, how fresh they are. I want them to grind it out through the season. And by the time you get to nationals, like everybody's banged up, everybody's hurt, but you're, you're going to grind it out. And that, that's just cross country to me going back. I mean, you, you can drive, you know, going back to um, just kind of my take on the, the run in the snow. Like, I don't really, I don't really care to see people being like super fresh and ready to go for nationals. That's the end of your season. That should be like the end of like a long, grinding cross country season and it's time to you know no matter how how good you're feeling or how banged up you are time to get the spikes on and and, and grind out one last race for a national championship yeah i mean my only argument against that would be that there are some teams that have the luxury to to kind of walk or not walk but take like i said take the foot off the gas at regionals so don't you want all of your championship meets and championship season to be pedal to the metal, high stakes going after it. I mean, I suppose those teams would be able to do the same thing two weeks before. So, yeah. Yeah, to count your I mean, point, or, or agree with what you just said, Mike, if you have, if you're that, you know, you know you're good to go, then you kind of do yeah. more of a train through regionals. This right. is like no point training through it, right? You got to get back on the line seven days later. Yeah, so. that's fair. And and if you're and if you're good enough to like walk through certain races and still qualify for nationals then you kind of deserve that luxury to kind of be able to walk through a region race um but at the same time like even if you're like wouldn't you rather you know race the best teams in the country while they've just put in a mediocre effort the week before rather than kind of giving them several weeks to kind of rest up and be at 100 percent for nationals yeah yeah i think you talked me into it i think i like the one week I just I think, thought as a fan, I feel like it's too fast coming at yeah, you. Yeah, well, that's, that's time. Like, there's too. nine different races to kind of, like, you know, go through and analyze and, and figure out what happened. Yeah, uh, here we are on this podcast. We're still, yeah, we're still trying to, like, process what happened at regionals, right. but now we got to, like, move into previewing at nationals. It's a lot of work. I mean, I think that just says more about, like, our grind, you know, Trent, like, how hard we're working, the, the time and effort we're putting in. Right. Good for us. Good for us. One more, one more thing on just kind of to wrap up the, the nationals topic, all my takes in terms of, you know, the, um, you know, the racing in the snow, you know, uh, short, short rest in between regionals and nationals, it all comes back to one thing. And it's just kind of the whole like motto of this podcast. It's like, we don't care what the conditions are. We don't care what kind of condition you're, you are in, what kind of shape you're in, how you're feeling when it's go time, when it's time to, to get on that and the gun goes off it doesn't matter it's just race time um and i think that's kind of the beauty of cross country and that's why i'm so upset about it is it's just kind of taking taken away from that a little bit all right so on that note let's get into it it is officially championship season i am fired up i'm actually like legitimately excited for this race i feel like we've been talking about it for a while but it's the cross country national championship. I like I feel like this is our Super Bowl for the year and it's you know we I feel like I we've been able to develop a relationship with teams with people along the way and I'm excited I, I think we have a lot to watch um, and we're going to break it down in the only way that we know how with gambling lines. My first gambling line is a head to head matchup. I got two friends of the program, Ollie Hoare versus John Dressel. I got Ollie Hoare at minus 115, John Dressel at plus 115. So Ollie's a, a little bit of a favorite there, but I think uh, it's a pretty even matchup. Uh, who do you guys got in that one? Ooh, 
That's a good one, right? That's a really good one. I mean, I mean, Ollie's our guy. Like, you know, he's, you know, he, we've been, we've been ride or die with him for, for, for all year. We're Wisconsin, we're, we picked our individual teams and Wisconsin's, you know, our, we're, this is a Wisconsin podcast for sure. Um, but I think for, for my money, you have to give the edge to dress a little bit, just the way that he's kind of coming on at this point in the season. Yeah, if you're going to give him the value with Dressel, I like that. But I just feel like, like you kind of said, see, ride or die with Ollie Horn, man. He's been there from the beginning. Uh, and that guy knows how to win championships, right? That guy knows how to perform. So mm-hmm. I'm riding with him. I just feel like Ollie's on a mission right now. He seems like he can't be stopped. So I would take Ollie at minus 115. Who's up next? Who you got, Trent? Uh, I'm trying to do a silly one or a serious one. We'll start serious. So. Uh, biggest margin of victory, men's side or women's side? So this is kind of a Northern era, Arizona, Arkansas. Who's going to be a bigger uh, challenger? So I'm giving, because of the history with Northern Arizona, I'm going to give them a, a six and a half point, you know, minus six and a half point on the men's side. So the men's champion will win by six and a half more points than the women's champion. What do you guys think? Oh, wow. Uh, I would crush that line just because I think – the women's championship is going to be a little bit more contentious. I know Arkansas is, uh, is you know, odds on favorite and should win. But I think they, I was doing a little bit of research, and it seems like they might have a little bit of fifth girl trouble, so that could come back to bite them. So I'm going to take NAU to, to dominate that line. Give me the points. Give me the points. I think Arkansas is going to have a massive day. Woo! All Give right. Give me the points. All I'll right. take the points. Steve, we'll talk offline. <laughs> All right, I got another one here. Um, let's see. It's very similar to what you were doing there, uh, Trent, but we're going to do the gap. Um, so basically the same thing you did, but for individuals, right? For men and women. Will the men's gap be bigger or the women's individual gap be bigger? So I was trying to think of something along these lines, and the dumbest one I came up with uh, was just – you know, what's going to be a more exciting race, men's or women's? I don't think any uh, casino is going to be offering that bet. But that's basically <laughs> what this comes down to, the men's or women's. I, I think women. I think there's just a, a, like kind of Steve said, I think there's a lot of good uh, women up front. I think it's going to be a really competitive race. Um, so, I don't know. It's kind of 50-50, right? So, if you give me even money, I'll take women. Yeah, I, I kind of would have to agree with you just because I am a believer in uh, – our girl, Alicia Munson, I think she's going to dominate the field and have a pretty big gap. And I think that men's group, uh, Kurgan is the favorite, but I think uh, I think there's going to be some guys who give him a challenge. Ooh, do we have a do we have a take quake? I'm I'm with you guys on this one. I think I think the men's is going to come down to like Love I it. mean it it they're going to be a pack heading into the last you know 25 meters. Um, it's it's going to be it's going to be a, a photo finish. I'll go with this one next. All right. Um, which uh, which side? I'm doing a little, I like this little men's versus women's format. Um, <laughs> what side will have a, a better freshman performance? So on the men's side, you got a few freshmen from northern Arizona that, you know, those folks that follow Peak to Early Pod on Instagram will see the tiers. You got three tier three freshmen in that northern Arizona. I mean, on the men's side, a couple from northern Arizona. Uh, on the women's side, there's a couple. There's one of my girl from Michigan. Um, and there's another one from Washington. So uh, what do you guys think? Is there going to be a, a 
there's always one like crazy breakout freshman performance that they Definitely. show up in the top 10, top five, even you're like, whoa, where'd that person come from? Is it more likely on the men's or the women's side? I- I'm going to go with the, uh, I'm going to go with the men's side because I think NAU, NAU has got something going on there. I think they have like two freshman studs. I think either one of them break out. You don't know what the heck's going on with those guys over there. So I have a feeling that NAU is going to have a huge performance from one of their freshmen. I'm going to take the men's on that side. And I'll, I'll counter you with Van, Vanderland, Erica Vanderland from Michigan. She's my girl. She's my Wolverine freshman stud performer. Going to be out there top ten. Um, we'll, we'll see it happen. Yeah, I'm going to go. I'm going to go with. Uh, I'm going to go with women as well. I was I was looking at Vanderland as well there at Trent. You know, I think those uh, you know, those Michigan alums just show up in uh, in on, on game day. So <laughs> I'm just um, I'm going to go with uh, the women's side. All right, I got a couple more that I like. This one's interesting. Um, so both NAU and Colorado kind of have two studs up front. So I want to do the uh, top two NAU and the top two Colorado men. If you combined their score, who gets a lower score there? That's a good one, Michaelton. My, crunch- I, I, my, I, this is a no-brainer for me. This is a no-brainer for me. I don't. I. I. I think it's. Uh. I think Dressel and Quacker show up. I think those two guys are have been riding together for a long time. They. They haven't had the. Uh, they haven't clicked on the same race yet this year. But uh, I think. I think uh, this weekend's the time where. Where those two kind of just have a, a massive one-two finish. So I'm going Colorado. I believe in you, boys, Steve. But I don't know how you can bet anything against Northern Arizona at this point. Until yeah. we get proven wrong, I'm gonna pick Northern Arizona and all these kind of hedge prop bets that that we're going with. So, I think one of those guys from Northern Arizona has a shot to be up near the front of the pack. Um, but I think John Dressel, Joe Klecker is the best one-two punch in NCAA cross country. I am taking the boys from Colorado. All right, one of my favorite things to do with uh, with these kind of prop bets that I like to have fun with is a little cross-sport action. Let, let's get weird with these. Let's get real creative. Um, <laughs> so here we go. We'll, we'll do uh, – we just did a men's one, so we'll switch it over to the women's run. Uh, lowest score in the women's, so the, the, the champion, the team champion in the women's race, the points that they score versus the total points scored in the Patriots-Cowboys game this week. Oh, <laughs> Man, so we got we got to consider how much will Arkansas win by if we think they're gonna win, and then what the game's gonna be like. Will the Patriots offense get started and get rolling again this so week? So it's the cap. It's the it's the gap between the first and second women's team. No, no, no. Team. It's it's the total points scored by the total women's total points score by the first place women's team versus the total points in the Patriots Cowboys. I am definitely taking the Patriots. Uh, the 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 Patriots will be lower than the women's winner, so the the women's winner will have a higher score sure. because the Patriots offense stinks. <laughs> if I if I had a good stats and research department, I would be able to like come at you with what the the winning scores were at nationals the last few years. But I mean, uh, the women the women's team won with like I don't know. I think like. 80 points or something last year, so it's pretty high trend. Yeah, <laughs> I thought it'd be lower than that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right, women yeah, are getting I mean, like a I mean, minus 20. Okay. I, th- I was just gonna say, I think you need to give like insane odds to the to the Patriots there. Yeah. 
Like plus, if it was like plus if it was like, like plus like or something, or like like plus six hundred, then I might, yeah, that's probably I better. Might sprinkle a little bit on that, but uh, I think you gotta you gotta go with uh, the Patriots scoring less than the women's winner. All right, swing and a miss on my side. <laughs> I like where you head that though, Trent. I think uh, so. This one, this one's pretty simple, um, and I think based on you know our interview today, I kind of think we might get a uh, you know a what do you call it, Steve? A quake take or something? Take quake. A take quake, yeah. Uh, this is just going to be the top two women, uh, Wani Kaladi versus uh, Alicia Munson. I think Alicia Munson is the slight favorite. I give her minus 105 to Kaladi's plus 110. Um, but they haven't raced each other yet this year, and I think it's going to be tight. Um, I'm going to be right up front. Alicia's our girl. We're taking her for the dub, so I'm taking her at her minus 105 odds. I don't know how the hell you'd have Munson on the podcast and bet against <laughs> her when she's the favorite. I mean, come on. It's come Munson all plus the way. Odds. Take it, Pretty hand. good. Please don't hey, tell me I, you don't believe come, my girl. I mean, my take is, is on this is I will absolutely never, ever, ever bet on Wani Kaladi after she false started, not <laughs> once, but twice at Indoor Nationals last year. So I'm taking Munson all day. That's true. That's uh, I forgot that that was her. We should uh, increase her odds now. Got a quick update from the stats and research department. The winner of the 2018 Women's Cross Country National Championship scored 65 points. So it's not insane. You could see a Patriots, you know, 30 to 35 game or something like that. Just throwing it out there. Um, how about this? How many times will the coverage make you really pissed off? <laughs> I put it at three and a half. I am hoping they will get their shit together for a national championship. I mean, full track, this is your, this is your. We said it's our Super Bowl. This is really your Super Bowl. If you screw this up, then I I don't know what to think. So I'm gonna give Flow Track the benefit of the doubt and give it under three and a half. I, I I'm just I'm just hoping that they uh, they put a little life into this broadcast. I mean and uh, and don't just like you know I want to give a little energy is what I'm trying to say. Like uh, the mountain coverage was great, but the announcing was just like. They just, like, didn't care about anything. They're like, oh, then they're making a move here, and this person won, and that person lost. Show a little life. Put a little energy into the sport. So I think if anything's going to piss me off, it's going to be that. But, uh, I mean, based on, based on their track record so far, I'm going over. i got to go over. All righty. This is my last one, Trent. Um, I have the odds that NAU – will be upset by anybody. So it's basically Whoa. you're taking the field. And I think this is a really one hard one to put odds on because uh, I I do think that there's some good teams. I think Colorado could, could you know, take a shot. I think BYU could take a shot. But I still think that you have to give this, you know, somewhere in the realm of plus – 550 to plus 650 um so we'll say we'll 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 cut the difference there and say plus 600 odds will anybody upset nau men plus 600 
That is enticing. Uh, after I just went on a rant about how can you not pick Northern <laughs> Arizona they, till they prove you wrong. Uh, and I do believe in the infrastructure that they have over there. But plus 600 is crazy. We talked a little bit you know, about Rodriguez for Oklahoma State and how they didn't even go to Nationals. Really anything can happen, even if you have a machine. It's seven guys on the line, right? Um, which means, you know, four of your guys can have a good day, but three of them bomb and your team falls apart. So uh, I have to take the, the plus 600 there. Give me the money. So it's plus 600 that somebody won't win the national championship. I mean, that's got to be the best bet, best bet Vegas has ever had. I'm taking <laughs> that all day. I think you are both crazy. I am give me the minus 600 on NAU to be the national champions. I don't think it'll be close. I think there'll be teams that put in good efforts, but at the end of the day, NAU will forpeat. Uh, that's all I got, Trent. Trent, you got anything left? Uh, my Patriots score a total versus the women's or Michael's uh, plus 600 for Northern Arizona. Um, the last one I have, that just a team that fascinates me, and we've talked a little bit on and off about them throughout, but, but BYU and like the success they have um, on both genders there. They're ranked number three, I believe, on both sides going yeah. into it. So um, who do you got for a higher finish, BYU men and BYU, BYU women? I love that one. Oh, man, I love that one. Um, I am going to say... I am less sure about the women's side. I think more can happen. More can get shooken up on the women's side. I am going to take the women's BYU squad to shake it up. I'm women's all day on that one. Just because I think their their teams are are, uh, are pretty, like you said, pretty comparable on both sides. I just think that there's uh, more that can happen on the, uh, on, on the men's side, just kind of in that, in that, you know, let's say 10 to 3 range. I think there's any number of things can happen with those teams. Um, so I'm going to take the, the women's side. I don't feel strongly about it, so I will be the opposite take here. Give me the BYU men to have a big day. They always seem to. They always seem to show up at the big meets, and, and those guys are those guys are legit. So give me the men. Cool. All right. I uh, I got it written down in my notebook here, all of our picks, and we'll, uh, we'll recap uh, on next week's episode. But that's all I got for Nationals Recap. All right, guys, I think that was a uh, another great episode. I'm happy I got to tune in from, from Costa Rica. Mike, what do you got for people in the Bell Lab? Steve, I posted it on Instagram today. Our game for XC Nationals is out. Get excited. Get your picks in. Uh, we got a three-tier system. You take three men, one from each tier, three women, one from each tier, and then your seventh one can be either a man or a woman from Tier 3 or from the field, basically. Anybody who's not in Tier 1 or Tier 2, uh, send your picks to the Peak Tour Early Pod at Peak Tour Early Pod on Instagram. DM us. Uh, and the top five uh, of your team will count up their score. The lowest score wins, just like a cross-country meet. And uh, the winner is going to get an undisclosed prize. And you will find out once you are the winner. So get your picks in now. You got to have them in by Friday at noon so I can set up the game and get the scoring system ready to go. Trent, what do you got for people on the Bell app? A couple weeks ago, somebody uh, messaged us for when we were doing questions from our listeners, and they asked, how long is Trent's mustache? And I didn't have an answer, <laughs> but it has been measured before I recently got a trim. So um, you guys have any guesses? 
I'm gonna stick with my original one, 22 millimeters. Is that really what your guess was? I'll go mm-hmm. with Steve. Steve, don't even go. Mike nailed it. On was it actually 22 millimeters? 22.3 millimeters. It was. That is incredible. Well done, Michael. I'm, I'm pretty this smart. man knows mustache lengths. If anybody <laughs> knows mustache lengths, it's Michael's. Congrats. Wow. Very impressive. Um, well, much to uh, to my wife's dismay, I am also growing a vacation mustache trend, so it's coming in, it's coming in pretty good. So so we'll uh, we'll see if it if it stays when I when I come back to the United States. But other than that, guys, uh, I gotta go get myself another Imperial and uh, and head out to the beach. So uh, I would have run faster, but I peaked too early. Mike, hit me with the joke. Joseph's on a vacation far away. Alicia. Hello. What's going on? Not much. Just sitting in my room. <laughs> I like cool. your Skype name. Oh, that's my mom's actually. <laughs> I like not remember mine. She was like, "Do you want to use mine?" I was like, "Yeah." It's <laughs> like, uh, it's impressive that your mom like knows your Skype name and can like hand it out. To you. I don't think yeah. my mom could figure that out. <laughs> it's funny because we run into that problem a lot. Like, uh, I don't think any of us, except for. You know, something like this. Have used Skype since seventh grade, so uh-huh. that comes up a lot. But yeah, classic <laughs> weird things you made up a long time ago. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we'll uh, I'll give you a quick intro here, and then we'll uh, we'll get right down to it. Desert burning Until you put up me like a spirit 